Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hey, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Is the great resignation hitting the Chicago City Council? Alderman Tom Tunney has announced he will not run for re-election in 2023. He's the latest in a wave of city council members who are resigning, retiring, or leaving their posts to run for mayor. So at this point, next year's city council elections are anyone's game. Joining us to discuss what this means for government and politics in Chicago are three reporters, WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel, WTTW's Heather Sharon, and Block Club Chicago's Jake Wittick. I'll start with you, Jake. Uh, You reported on Alderman Tunney's upcoming retirement for Block Club. What did he say? Yeah, he said that um, he's retiring after 19 years. It'll be 20 next year when he officially retires. And it's pretty huge because he's a longtime alderman. He's the latest in, as you said, a slew of aldermen that have announced they're retiring or challenging Mayor Lightfoot. Um, So with Tunney's announcement, it kind of signals that the entire um, north side along the lakefront is going to have new aldermen um, next election from Lincoln Park all the way up to Edgewater. So this is really running across the city. Heather, jump in here. Which other noteworthy seats are going to be open in the upcoming election? Well, Tunney joins Alderman Harry Osterman, who represents Edgewater, and Alderman Michelle Smith in not running for another term. Now, Alderman Smith is a little bit of a different situation because she left the council entirely earlier this month, and the mayor in the coming weeks will have to appoint a replacement for Smith who will serve until May of 2023. So that's a little bit of a different situation, but there's no doubt that the north side will look completely different in terms of city council representation in May of 2023. Wow. You've reported on this great alderman resignation for for WBEZ, Mariah. Let's first of all hear what some aldermen and political experts told you. Everything that you do, your question. Right now, there is a, um, a hankering by the folks that are leaning left and because of the relationship that uh, this administration has postured with a, a lot of aldermen, there is a desire for, for aldermen to, to stand up and be a little bit more independent. Sometimes the, the administration uh, blocks legislation um, and not even allowing it to get an up or down vote. Um, and so I think that they get frustrated on that standpoint because uh, it is frustrating. The pandemic has made being an alderman, just like being a teacher or being a nurse, much more difficult. So that was former Alderman Michael Scott, Westside Alderman Gilbert Viegas, and U of I political science professor Dick Simpson. Why are so many aldermen leaving right now, Mariah? Well, of course, you we have to be careful about assigning a trend, you know, to anything, but but. Because anyone you ask is going to say that they have their own reasons. Alderwoman Michelle Smith says she's leaving to spend more time with her family mm-hmm. as the youngest in her, you know, co- cohort of friends and family members. Uh, Michael Scott, who you heard from, left for a job in the private sector where I'm sure he works maybe fewer hours for potentially more pay. Like, uh, you know, uh, Carrie Austin is leaving as she's under federal indictment. She's retiring from the council. But there are some similar, you know, some common common themes you hear. It's difficult to be a public servant during a global pandemic. If you think about Chicago aldermen, they are the front door of of 
a lot of residents seeking services. So yeah. even if it's something that you're supposed to go to your congressman for, if you have a problem with President you know, Trump or President Biden, you a lot of people are going to their aldermen as that first step. Right. So it is a lot to deal with on the front lines. And then you did hear, um, you know, you have a slew of aldermen who are running against Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, um, some directly citing how um, Lightfoot's style has made it difficult to collaborate with her, specifically as a city council member. Lightfoot, of course, campaigned on curbing aldermanic prerogative and power, but I think you've seen that dynamic play out in the 2019 council in a contentious way at times. Well, Jake, as Heather pointed out, we we got to pay attention here to the north side. Earlier this year, Harry Osterman of the 48th Ward, which includes Edgewater, parts of Andersonville, Uptown, uh, and uh, James Kappelman of the 46th, which includes Uptown as well, they announced that they would not be running again. Michelle Smith, as, as we've mentioned, of the 43rd Ward stepped down. Where does this leave the north side of Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it could potentially change a lot. I'm really curious to see um, who fills these vacancies. Um, the, as Heather said, the mayor gets to appoint someone to replace Alderman Michelle Smith. So whoever that person is, if they run for the next election, will definitely have an upper hand there. Um, Alderman Tom Tony has already endorsed his chief of staff, Bennett Lawson, um, to replace him as alderman. So okay. he might have a little bit of an upper hand as well. But um, let's say like a progressive alderman or candidate wins the election. It could really reshape how the north side runs versus some of the more liberal aldermans we've had. Well, well, tell us more about that. Are there specific candidates that you're watching in the races to replace some of these aldermen? So, of course, Tunney's endorsed his chief of staff. But what about like in the 48th Ward? Um, I'm not sure about the 48th Ward, but I do know in the 43rd, um, there's about 17 people who applied to replace Alderman Smith. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty big list, and it includes Timmy Knudsen, who was appointed chair of the Zoning Board of Appeals by Mayor Lightfoot, so he might have a little bit of an upper hand there. Um, he lives in Old, or he lived in Old Town. He lives in Lincoln Park now, so he's definitely familiar with the area. Um, another person who applied to replace Alderman Smith is Brian Comer, who's president of the Sheffield Neighborhood Association. So he definitely knows a lot about the issues they're facing there. I'm seeing uh, progressive candidate Nick Ward actually is running to fill Harry Osterman's seat. Yeah. Um, and in the 46th Ward, Marianne Lalonde, who almost unseated James Kappelman in the last election, is running again. So And so is that former congressional aide Kim Walsh. Heather put it into context. These departures, what does this mean for Lori Lightfoot and, and her re-election campaign? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I, I think it's gotten a little bit lost in sort of the long, the bigger trend that it's it's nearly unprecedented for a sitting chair of the zoning committee, which is one of the most powerful committees at City Hall and basically assures a, a strong say in sort of what gets built and what doesn't get built in Chicago. So, you know, the fact that Tunney is saying, I don't want to do that job anymore, I think is really striking. And he's not, you know, your run of the mill alder person, although they are all special in their own special way. But he was also the head of the the mayor's special committee on the casino that he sort of shepherded Mm -hmm. through that whole process. So if there's any alder person, um, Tom Tunney has really worked most closely with Lori Lightfoot. And I don't think that he would be leaving if sort of all was well at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think other older people have different reasons. So, for example, Osterman and Kabelman and Smith, they were all elected in 2011 along with Rahm Emanuel. So this is really the end of their third terms in office. It's not unusual for older people to sort of serve three terms and say, you know what, I've, I've done my time. It's time to move it's, on. It's I want to yeah. do something else. And certainly the pandemic is playing a big role in sort of 
everybody's sort of thought processes. But, you know, I think it speaks to the larger sense that the role of the city council is in flux a little bit, because if they're no longer tiny mayors of their tiny parts of town, what are they? Are they glorified garbage can providers? Are they legislators sort of crafting policy about abortion access or about affordable housing. And I think there are some old school aldermen who are very comfortable in that service delivery model. And there are some older people, especially those who are members of the Democratic Socialists um, chapter in Chicago, who very much want to be legislators. And that puts them in direct conflict with the mayor, who, of course, has traditionally (laughs) been the legislator. And it's going to be fascinating to cover. Well, I see you nodding your head there, Mariah. As Heather pointed out, a lot of these aldermen that are resigning, they've held their seats for a very long time. So what does this mean for their for legislation or for different committees on city council? I think, well, I think Heather kind of hit it on the head there. You know, that's a trend that we are starting to see this, this potential shift when people talk about the 2019 city council, which saw a wave of democratic socialists coming in with really, you know, a lot of energy to create citywide policy reform. And we've seen the ways in which that has had them butt heads with the mayor, who also has her own agenda that she wants to see see pushed through. But so as we look to 2023, when, you know, nearly a quarter of the people who were elected in 2019 are not first elected, but who started their you know, last term in 2019 are now leaving. We're going to have a brand new council. There are going to be ambitious people. Mm -hmm. And there's also going to be a learning curve, too. And so you might see that friction continue to start to to continue to play out in 2023. Jake, you cover mostly Lakeview, Lincoln Park and Old Town. What are you hearing from the residents there right now? Yeah, I would say the number one issue I'm hearing from residents is they care about crime and safety. Um, I've written about how carjackings and robberies have gone up in Lakeview and Lincoln Park, and neighbors are very concerned about that. So I'm curious to see um, whether they might go for a candidate who has a more tough on crime approach or um, if they'll be looking for someone else to fill the vacancies. You know, a number of the um, aldermen that we've discussed, they've been longtime LGBTQ advocates too. So how do you think their departures might impact queer communities in Chicago, Jake? Yeah, it really depends on who replaces them. Tom Tunney was the first openly gay alderman in Chicago, um, and he's chair of the LGBTQ caucus, and he's done a lot for the LGBTQ community throughout his career. He helped build or develop the center on Halstead. He helped convert the old town hall police station into an LGBTQ senior living home. And he supports the Pride Parade and other related events in the ward. Um, He's endorsed Bennett Lawson, who's also an openly gay man, who's helped with a lot of those initiatives. Um, So I think if Lawson is elected, he could kind of continue Tunney's legacy. legacy. Yeah. Um, But we'll we'll really see what happens. Yeah. Let's talk about redistricting, Mariah. The, The next city council elections will be based off of a new ward map. Which seats will that impact? I mean, it'll impact almost every seat. All of them. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Some a lot more than others, obviously. Um, So the city of if you're a resident, I would suggest going on the city of Chicago's find your alderman. You know, you could just Google find your ward, find your alderman. um, And it'll bring in Chicago, bring you to a link where you can type in your address and it'll show you your current ward. And it'll also show you your ward 2023. And so that's the ward you're going to be voting in in February. February. Now, aldermen are are required to serve their current constituents until their term is up in May. Mm-hmm. But I'd imagine 
and these aldermen are trying to get to know who's going to be electing them in February. Um, and, uh, you know, some some like standouts like the 34th Ward, for instance, is going to be entirely new boundaries right. um, that 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 ward moved from the far south side to now an area that's kind of it sprawls, but it's from Greek town, you know, around UIC, even Fulton Market. Um, and so that's a brand new war. And But because of all these resignations, many people, many Chicago residents are not going to recognize names on their ballot, potentially. I mean, obviously, candidates are trying to get their names out Which there. Which is never good. But yeah, but but there's but there's not going to be an incumbent who you're just going to vote for. So it is going to take, you know, research and paying attention to your um, local ward elections to make an informed decision. I wonder what turnout will be like. Let's look ahead to the mayoral race, Heather. You're smiling because you (laughs) knew I was coming to you. So which aldermen, remind us, uh, which ones have already thrown their hats in the ring here? And and who else are you watching? So we have Alderman Raymond Lopez, um, Alderman Sophia King, and Alderman Roderick Sawyer, all running for mayor. And um, it, it, I know it can be a little bit frustrating, but I'm going to toss a whole bunch of salt on the table here. It's very possible that any one or all three of them will survey the landscape as we get closer to the deadline to file for the ballot in November and say, you know what, I am not going to win this mayoral election, so I am actually going going to run for re-election to the city council. So that, I think, is an, an important caveat to say that every year people put petitions on the street and they sort of start the process and then maybe they take a hard look at what it means for them personally or their family or their finances or how much money they've been able to raise and they decide... No. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the energy right now is focused on Brandon Johnson, who is a member of the Cook County Board of Commissioners. He is very close with the Chicago Teachers Union, and he has said he is weighing a run for mayor. And I think that a lot of people have been waiting for two things. One, um, a progressive candidate who can win the backing of the Chicago Teachers Union, which has spent heavily on mayoral elections in the past and no doubt will spend heavily going forward. Or and or a candidate who can really sort of win the support of Chicago's wealthy business community to challenge Lori Lightfoot. Mm. So the mayor has, you know, nearly two million dollars the last time I checked her campaign finance records. That's not a small amount of money. But if you compare it to where Rahm Emanuel was when he was considering running for a third term, he had nearly nine million dollars in his campaign account. So I think that gives you a sense of sort of the fact that maybe not everybody is sort of fully lined up behind the mayor. And that gives a lot of people opening as we come to this sort of crucial post-Labor Day period. Yeah. With all the movement on the north side there, Jake, and looking at this great piece you've just written on on Tunney, are you just kind of sitting around like, all right, who's next? <laughs> yeah. I, personally, I'm hoping whoever replaces Tunney is a little more forthcoming with interviews. Um, oh, so yeah? I would has it love, been tough? It has been a little tough. Even with his announcement, he just put out a press release saying he's retiring Aww. and didn't take any interviews. So I would love to see a candidate who um, maybe is more forthcoming with it. Uh, well, you I know second what? that. I yeah, second that. Yeah. You know, every candidate. And that's yeah, a testament to your reporting. I, I wasn't able to tell that from your from your piece that you didn't actually get to 
talk to the man. So good job. Thank you. <laughs> so well, I would also say about Tunney is that he told the Sun-Times that he was also considering yeah, running for right. mayor. Mm-hmm. And his announcement yesterday was very carefully worded to say, I am not running for re-election to the city council. However, I intend to continue to serve mm-hmm. my community. Right, right. So that door is open. To be continued. Correct. Well, before we go, let's let's get around here and, and hear from each of you. What else you're watching in the coming months, you know, leading up to these elections. You want to start, Jake? Yeah, I'm just really excited to see how the North Side reshapes. Um, it's going to be a very different landscape. Um, so it's just going to be very interesting to see who gets elected, where they're where they lie in terms of ideology mm-hmm. and how that could affect the neighborhoods. Well, this week we saw Willie Wilson give his campaign another million dollars, bringing his total contribution to his own campaign to six million dollars, which means that he will be able to um, pay petition gatherers. He will be able to put commercials on the air. He will be the best funded candidate for now in the race. And I think that will be a very create a very interesting dynamic because, again, these all of these candidates, whoever makes it onto the ballot, they are running to be one of the top two candidates to make it into the April runoff. Yeah. So um, nobody thinks that anybody's going to win outright in February. Um, So it's, it's really a numbers game. And you can get into that runoff with as little as 18, 19 percent of the vote. So um, that money could prove decisive. Who knows? Yeah. What's on your radar, Mariah? Um, You know, thinking about this conversation broadly, we still we have to see who's going to replace Alderwoman Michelle Smith. That's going to be an impending announcement. Um, The mayor has 60 days from August 12th when I think Michelle Smith's last day was. Um, who else is going to run for mayor? We've alluded to some names <laughs> yes. here. Those announcements are going to keep coming. As Heather also said, who's going to be dropping out? You know, petitions started circulating on Tuesday. And so we. this is, you know, as Heather also said, post-Labor Day, like this is going to be the time where we get a feel for what the race is actually going to look like. There's yeah. a lot of talk about it right now, but it's going to look differently. Um, and then who else is going to resign from city council? <laughs> <laughs> Who's We're next? All looking out for <laughs> Mariah Wolf will cover city government for WBEZ. Heather Sharon is a politics reporter at WTTW, and Jake Wittick covers Lakeview, Lincoln Park, Old Town, and LGBTQ news for Block Club Chicago. Thank you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. episode of Reset was produced by Sarah Stark and mixed by Marie Mendoza. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe. And if you're already subscribed, do us a favor, leave us a rating and review. We love getting feedback from you. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.